Jesus is so good, I can go on all night. <laughs> just amazing, it's just to be in his presence, amen, and, and where he can talk to us, hallelujah. How many of us believe God is doing something, amen? Amen, there's so much, there's so much uh, God, is, God is wanting to do. God is wanting to do. He wants to do so much. But he needs available people to do it. You know, let me say this. There's no work for God that is small. Nothing. Anything God sends you to do. You might say, for example, let's say God says, as for you, I want you to just to clean. You might look as because the world considers cleaning like a degraded job. It's like a it's like a nothing job. But when the Lord tells you to clean. It changes the whole perspective. <laughs> it now becomes the work of God. Hallelujah. It becomes God's work now. So you are actively involved in God's work. Wow. Because if if, the, if you go and do a normal cleaning job, you're like, ah, look at them, they're cleaning or whatever. They might laugh at you. But when the Lord says it, it becomes beautiful, I tell you. It becomes beautiful. And that's what we must understand. I mean, whenever God puts his name behind something, yo, and he tells you to do it, it makes it beautiful. It makes anything else. I'd rather, they say I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. Eh? So tell with wickedness in it. And I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Ah, just to shake you, I'd rather be an usher. <laughs> I'd rather be an usher in the house of the Lord. And even 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 the usher to, to usher. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. No, you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for the Lord. Amen. And I think that's what happens with some with some people. They think that when we do the work of God, we think, hey, because the pastor told us, hey, we're working for the pastor. Who says you're working for the pastor? Who? No, you're, working, you're not even working for the church. You're doing the work in the church, but you're not working for the church. You're working for the Lord. Even me, as I say, I'm working for the Lord, me. Not JCM. I'm working for the Lord. Because one day it's going to be not well done. You worked in JCMI very well. No, you worked. You worked. You did my work very well. Even though JCMI is doing the work of the Lord. But me, my boss is not JCMI. My boss is the Lord. Amen. Luke 22. Are you there? 35. This verse is so powerful. You know, there's a scripture, I'm just trying to remember it. In Jesus, the Bible, the scripture says, I think when I was preaching on suffering, I mentioned it. The scripture says it pleased the Lord to see him suffer. There's certain things that when you look at, when you look at a scripture like that, it pleased the Lord to see him suffer. I think it's in Isaiah or something. Uh, he said, do you mean to, to please the Lord to see him suffer? How can you be happy when somebody's suffering? How can you happy when they put in nails in his hand and stuff? This is it's the fact that God knew that this is this must happen for him. But after the suffering, he's, he's going to save many people. He's going to bring many two people to glory. So God never looked at the suffering mainly. He looked at the outcome of what would happen because of the suffering. So he says, ah, it pleases me. It's like when your child falls as, as, a, as a father, hey, you look, you know, you're like, hey, must I respond? 
or must I just allow them to fall and grow up? Sometimes for me, when it was my daughter, when she fell, I was like, hey, no, man, why, Papa? My son, I was like, no, he's a man, he must sort himself out. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas my, my wife would like, oh, come, boy, or whatever. Like Elijah would get hurt. I'm like, rise up and walk, my boy. You understand? Like, to show him that, hey, uh, I'm not going to be, you know, smooth talking. You rise up and be a man. Did I, was I happy that he heard? Just like, it will look like on the outside that, hey, how, you're not doing nothing. You, you like the fact that he got hurt. No, I'm not happy that he got hurt. I like the thing that he's learning, the process that he's getting from being hurt. You understand the, the maturity that's going to take place. So he's going to learn that, hey, when I get hurt, maybe in school, I mustn't cry. Oh, when he gets hurt in school, maybe, oh, my daddy, well, daddy never come, not crying because they got hurt, crying because daddy wasn't there to help them with their wounds. Because sometimes it's not even so when they got hurt, but why were you crying? And they said, no, my father wasn't there to help me. You understand? Not really the pain, but because when I cried, there was nobody there to come. So whenever you, you try and do that to your child, every time some, you there, you there, you there. You're teaching your child that when they go out there, when something happens to them, they're going to wait for you and one day you're not going to be there and they're not going to survive. So you have to, so the Bible says it pleased him to see him suffer. That's why he even say, God, why have you left me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Oh, you think the father wanted to forsake him? Never. The father was the one that sent him. Why would the father try and forsake him if he was the one that sent him? No, it was that time he needed to go through the process. It must have been painful for God. I would think it must have been painful for God. I would think that when God saw him on the cross, he wanted to like, Hey, my son, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. You understand? But God had a bigger picture. He had a bigger plan. It wasn't pleasant for the Lord in terms of, Ah, ha, ha, ha. But he knew that hey, he has to go through this. Eh? He has to go through. So Jesus was tired himself. He says, Father, if it's possible, let it pass me by. Maybe the ones that didn't want to go, maybe send them. <laughs> That's why he said, pass, 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 let it pass me by. So he wanted it to go to someone else. He wanted somebody else to, to pay the price. But he said, hey, not what I want. I know you don't want them. You called, you chosen me for it. So nevertheless, not my will, but what you want. And God is be like, yes, you, 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 you. You were the one that said in Isaiah 6:8, I will go, so it's you. <laughs> so it's you that I'm sending. No one else. No, pass it by. No, I'm not passing nothing by. Maybe choose somebody that's more qualified. No, I'm not you or the right one for it. You understand? And this is the thing, when God sends you, you might think that you are not qualified for it. But he says, no, I never make no mistake, I sent you. No, man, there's somebody that can do it better than me. No, I never make a mistake, I sent you. Amazing, huh? So you, you must always have that mindset. One of the days I'll preach when he sends you. <laughs> when he sends you. So it, it's something that must always be. Now, when you look at Isaiah 20, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 22, 35. He says, basically, he says, when I sent you. When I sent you, he asked the question, when I sent you to the disciples, when I sent you, did you lack anything? Because he told him to take no bag, no purse, no nothing. He says, when I sent you, did you lack anything? 
You, you get what I'm saying? When I sent you, did you lack anything? When God sends you, you see, there's a difference when you send yourself to when God sent you. God never say when they sent you, when when you sent yourself, when you just decided to go. He says, when I sent you, did you lack? Did you lack anything? <laughs> when I sent you. See, because sometimes we go ahead of God sometimes. And sometimes, most of the times, what happens with people is that, for example, let's say we, we, we send in you, right, Ramon, let's say that. So Cassidy will be like, ah, I've been around way longer than Ramon. And you feel some, she feels some kind of way by the fact that Ramon has been sent and she's not been sent because she's been around way longer. And she feels that maybe she can preach more, she's more qualified to do the job than Ramon. So she feels some kind of way, so she might, might get offended and she goes, sends herself to and starts a church. She sent herself to go and start the church. Why? Because she felt that, hey, Ramon, it's, he's, not, he's not the right person for it. I am the one that's supposed to go. But God never make a mistake when he sent Ramon. You understand? Maybe the father wanted you closer. But God never make a mistake when he sent Ramon. So it's for you now to be mature about it and deal with it, deal with it, your emotions or whatever. And God will send you in this right time. But most people don't and they go and they bring shame to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when they when they get sent, they're miserable. They, they take all their money. They take all their assets. They take their families, bonds, everything. And they become as broke. I've seen pastors that had businesses that started ministry and became broke overnight just that it became broke like broke in one moment everything just fell apart and stuff because when I sent you he says did you lack anything when I sent you did you lack anything so there's a difference over there because a lot of people are going there but did I send you so you even even the guys that are going like bluff and me up and you must say Lord are you sending me have that, that, that witness within yourself and you know that that peace and that uh, that assurance that hey, I believe that God is sending me you understand because I mean me I believe I talk, I talk I believe that I have the spirit of God and I'm led by the spirit of God to, to speak and to send you guys so I believe that God is sending you but I mean if you 100% need more assurance hey go and pray and fast and say Lord are you sending me you understand what I'm trying to say so uh, that's he says when I sent you did you lack anything so we, we have to get to a place where uh, we understand that when God sends us our needs are taken care of. Our needs are taken care of. That he, he provides, he sorts us out. He makes sure that we are, he makes sure that we are okay. Doesn't the scripture say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my pastor. Hey, I shall not want, I shall not be in lack. Because why the Lord, the, the Lord that sent me, when I sent you, did you lack anything? No. Because the promise is the Lord is my shepherd. So you have to think to yourself, is the Lord my shepherd? Shepherd leads you, a shepherd guides you, a shepherd instructs you, he shows you the way to go. Or oh, you've been led by a shepherd. If the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not lack. So the scripture says, you, he says, take nothing with you. So when the idea of taking nothing with you is very scary, do you know that? Imagine God sending you and saying, take nothing with you. That's one of the most scariest things that you could ever think of. Because you as a man, a man is very analytic in a sense. He is like a brain or marker plan. 
you have to make a plan. You don't just want to go. That's that's silly. That's that's you would say in, in in local terms, you dizzy just to go. How can you just go? How can you just do that? That's stupidity. But the scripture says that God said to him, Take nothing with you. Don't take nothing with you. He wanted him to understand that your focus mustn't be the money, mustn't be the wealth. Mustn't be so take nothing with you because when you work for me, when you do my work, you're worthy to be paid. Not that anybody, I the Lord will pay you because you're worthy. The worker is worthy of his wage. So I looked at that, I looked at that scripture as well. Like, what it means the worker is worthy of his wage. Man of God, if you decide you're going to work now and you sit in, you don't touch no car for the whole month, you just you at work. But you're just not touching no car. Supervisor sees you not. You're saying, I want money end of the month, but I'm not touching a car. Even though you just attend. It's rare that they will pay you your salary. It's either they will dismiss you because you're saying that you're not working and stuff, right? You being there doesn't mean you will get paid. You need to work in order to get paid. Ramon, you too. Imagine you say, hey guys, hold it. I'm going to relax on the tank and spend time with the Lord and I'm going to go pray. I'm not I'm not coming down from this tank whole month. I'm just going to spend time with the Lord. They'll never pay him his salary. They'll bring him in and they'll talk to him and stuff. So then I looked at it in, in that sense. The worker is worthy of his wage. So he said, it doesn't mean that coming to church a church attendance, like I'm saying, is working for the Lord. Because you just attended you just arrived. <laughs> and then you got people questioning God. God, how come you don't provide for me? How come you're not giving me? How come you're not doing this for me? How come you're not making a way? But you just attended. How can I give you something for attendance? How can I, how can I, how can I provide for you for attendance? I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. It means that there must be some form of actively working. Because when you work, the Lord pays. Look at, look at Elijah. The Bible, Elijah worked for the Lord. We can all testify Elijah worked for the Lord. The Bible says when the brook dried up, there was no source of nothing. He had nothing. The brook dried up. God caused a raven to come and give him. He never cry because God knows he must take care of those that work for him. It, it's just like God, it's like if you work for God and he doesn't pay you, he becomes a bad boss. He becomes an evil boss. Imagine working for somebody and they're not sorting you out. I'm telling you now, there's no one that I've ever seen that truly works for the Lord, suffer life. I, I got no record of anybody that truly, honestly, I'm not talking about coming to church, you know, guys. I'm talking about truly work for the Lord that ever that suffered. Not talking about pray. Not talking about fasting. Not talking about reading the word. That's not working for the Lord. I'm talking about truly working for the Lord and have suffered. You see, the problem is that we have acquainted prayer as working for the Lord. We have acquainted coming to church as working for the Lord. We did fasting as working. No, these are things a Christian must do. But now I'm talking about work. He says the worker, if he says the worker is worthy of his wage and you work for him and he doesn't pay you. But God is evil. Is evil. So that's why when I work for the Lord, I always have to evaluate the work that I've done for God. And now if there's a lack in my life, I see, hey, this month, yeah, I never work for the Lord properly. That's how I that's how I evaluate myself. And then when I'm truly working for the Lord, I'm kid you not. Somebody will just come and say, This is not for anyone, this is for you. I'm sowing this into your life. 
He said, I'm sowing this into your life. I'm like, ah, and I needed it, and they would sow it. And one time somebody sold five. I was shocked. He said, 5,000 for you, Pastor. Well, where? He said, for you, for you. Go and buy stuff for your house. And I needed it because what God is trying to show me, God is saying, you work now, I'm paying you. That's, that's what God was showing me. And I was like, Wow, and then sometimes you get lazy on the job. <laughs> and when you realize that, hey, no, man, you can't be lazy because the mountain is coming and you need your salary. That's how I, that's how I relate to God. I relate to God exactly like, hey, mountain is coming. Hey, I haven't done nothing this week. Hey, I'm going to get paid short this month. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to get paid short this month, so I need to shake myself and do some more and go much deeper. That's because when I relate to him, I say, you pay me. You pay me. You pay me. You pay me. I don't work for the boss. You are my boss, and you are the best boss ever. Sort me out. Sort me out, Daddy. And I was just saying when we were praying this morning, line, I said to him, I was talking to him, the same verse when I sent you, have you lacked anything? I said, Lord, come and trust me. Trust me with a million rand. Just see if I'll do the right thing with it. Not personally, for the ministry. Just trust us with a million rand. And just see if we'll do the right thing with the million rand. There's so much to do, Lord. We need to buy land. We need to build. There's so much to do, Lord. Trust us with a million rand. I said, but check here. Yeah? If you don't want to trust me with a million rand because you're not too sure, maybe we'll go mad or crazy because we see numbers that we've never seen before. How's a hundred thousand rand? How's ten percent of that million rand? Just trust us. You know, we've never seen it before. Just trust us with that and then let us see what we can do. I said, there's so much we need to do, Lord, for your work. And even I even said to him, a hundred thousand rand. In my eyes, it's a lot, but in your for your work, it's very little. You know that <laughs> it's very, very little. I said to him, it's very, very little compared to the things that we want to do for your kingdom. That hundred thousand rand will go like this. It will just go like this. But he has to make you a good steward first of that hundred thousand rand to see if you would carry it through. Most of us sometimes we're not good stewards, but anyway, that's for another time. So this is what we're going to pray. We're going to say, Lord. May no lack come to us as we work for you. No, may no lack come to us as we serve. You said you sent us, we mustn't take nothing. All we must do is go and do your work. And you said you will sort us out. Lord, sort us out as a church. Even me, I'm praying. I'm praying. I we, we need another pluck two sets of good sound equipment, another two more sets of good because of what we want to do. One sound equipment in the church damages the sound. Like the mics damage. I today I sat almost well from three o'clock trying to sort out the mics. I managed to get the two black ones to work again, the one set to work, the other set is one set is not working. So I had to remove something out of one set and put it in another and remove something out of another one and put it to get two to work. I said, Lord, this is not and the guy was gonna charge the guy's gonna for the the ones that are there that the one set that's not working, two hundred and fifty for one mic. So it's five hundred rand to fix the whole that whole set of mics. Five hundred rand. Imagine that they're five hundred rand. So even that is expensive on its own. So I'm saying, Lord, trust us. <laughs> trust us. The monitor needs sound. Lyle needs sound. Now we're going to take those little mics that we have and we have to bless them with the mics. 
You understand? But they need, they need, they need stuff. You know, the, even the speakers and the amplifiers are not quality stuff that we're sending them with. So when you're sending them, Lord, may they lack nothing as they go. Not equipment, not sound. You know, they must have everything prepared. Even, you know, before we pray, I was just thinking about it. Even sending you guys, it's not easy for me, you know that. Eh? Because on a Sunday, we need you guys. Majority of the people that are going with either Lyle and Ramon, it's not easy to send. It's not like, hey, I want you to go, or I'm trying to, trying to get you away. Ah, it's not, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Even the fact that Brother Emmanuel is going to Mirbank as well, it's difficult. You're going, it's difficult. It's not easy, but it has to be done. So that, so that you can grow the work of God, so that you can do something for God. So you can, it's not easy. Ah, who's going who's gonna to do who I'm going to talk to? I appreciate the offering two minutes. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, hey, just hey, share the offering and stuff. Hey, do this. Hey, brother, man. Hey, do Because he also must now dedicate the same amount of effort that he was putting in there. He must put it in there as well. One church, one church, one, still one church hasn't changed. Just different locations and leadership. You understand? One church. But what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is that it's not easy. It's not easy. If I would have you with me forever, I would love for you to be with me forever. I wish, but it's not like that. It's not like that. So, <laughs> sending someone is, is, is one of the most difficult things. Especially people that you can rely on and trust. Because eventually they're going to be sent and it will be rare. They might only come and visit like once a month. Because now it will still be a Sunday evening, Sunday evening, Sunday. There will come a time where the work is growing so much that they won't be able to come and visit as often as we would have them visit. Maybe once a month for a normal meeting and stuff because the work is expanding. Now it's still Sunday, Sunday, Sunday evening you will still see. But even that still is still difficult. But when the work grows, you won't even see a lot of me. Or you will just say, hey, let me go to Spotify and download the audio from the morning. That's the, only, that's the only preaching you might get, or conferences, or whatever the case may be. That's the only thing you might listen to. So make sure you get Spotify. <laughs> make sure you get Spotify to listen, you understand? Because it's not easy. It's not easy. But then again, you know, I'll come and I'll preach, I'll come and I'll shame the church and stuff. But still, won't be the same. It's different from sitting under the ministry. But even like the, like some of the other guys that are going with, you, you might go there just to help for a little while. I might call you back. You understand? I might call you back and say, hey, come back now. <laughs> come back, come back. I'm missing you now. Come back. You understand? But it's, it's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And you still must understand, still the same vision, still the same church, just a different location. It's like having a home cell somewhere else. You get it? Amen. Are you blessed? So let's pray, amen, our last prayer, and then we can leave. We want to pray and we want to say, God, provide for us. When you sent us, Lord, may we lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We pass our time, amen. We'll just pray for five minutes, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Libra Adas Santa.